you for checking out the One Best Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Caracci, alongside... Andrew Quimby. Man, could that be any more of a lamer way to say your name? What do we have in store tonight? Well, tonight we are going to be discussing... <laughs> The Batman's uh, Superman with the world's finest. Yeah, so apparently this was a... Uh, these were three episodes from Superman the Animated Series, but it was adapted to a, a movie version, which I guess you can buy. I was looking it up online, so there is a DVD version of it, and I think that's what I saw it on. But it is the same thing. But originally it aired in Superman the Animated Series, and then they... They took those three episodes, put them on a DVD, and made it into a movie. Which I guess I guess is saying something on the like, hey, this this three episodes are good enough. It warrants that it's actually technically a movie. But it's the first time that Batman and Superman are together in animation with this with this animation team. Mm-hmm. Because and- we've seen it before with like super friends and that kind of stuff but this is this is a more obviously it's bruce tim's batman it's his baby and then his superman yeah and it did it did actually it was it was as the i i watched the mastery episodes but as if as a whole it it, it was it was pretty cool you could, i could have seen it as a movie it, it had the quality of a movie well, I always well, thought I it was a movie until a couple of years ago we reviewed it on the older version of this podcast. And mm-hmm. um, I found out that there were episodes in Superman the Animated Series, and I had no idea. Like, I never knew where these originally aired. Because I never watched Superman. Just because... And I really should go and watch Superman the Animated Series because I've heard it's good. I just... I never have gotten into Superman like that. Yeah, I just... I can't imagine watching Superman. It just meh. He's so meh. He is, but I guess Bruce Tim's Superman is pretty good, from what hmm. people have said. People like him. So Superman is voiced by Tim Daly in this uh, series. So did you know that the Superman from Justice League and the Superman from Superman the Animated Series was voiced by someone different? They didn't use the same voice actor. I did not notice that. But they got a guy who sounds like him. Hmm. <laughs> so nobody even knew. Weird. Because back then there was no IMBD or Wikipedia where you're looking shit up like that. Uh, sometimes you'd see it in the credits, but as a kid you didn't know. So you just assumed... That's, that's kind of a shady tactic there. Like, oh, we don't... We're hiring a different voice actor, but just make sure he sounds similar enough that nobody actually notices. Yeah, it's the they sound almost identical. Like I'll almost challenge you to watch in a Justice League episode and then go watch Superman the animated series, and they pretty much sound identical. Hmm. It seemed like they were trying to do that with um, the Batman, where they got a Kevin Conroy sounding guy. But he didn't sound. It, they kind of got away from the voice, and he started doing his own thing with the character. Hmm. And I'd almost say like the uh, Beware of the Batman, which is we'll get into that a little later. But the guy who voiced him 
had a Kevin Conroy sounding like Batman, didn't he? Yeah, he had that. He had that. He had that kind of type to it. The voice right. kind of profile almost. Yeah, that that voice style is pretty popular. A lot of people try to emulate it. But obviously, this is um, this came out in ninety seven. 96, I guess. I don't know. 97, 96. I don't know. It's probably weird because it's probably because, yeah, because it looks like the movie came out in 97, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the episodes aired in 96. Yeah, so we're just going to say 97. This is written by Alan Burnett and Paul Beanie. Alan Burnett obviously is the guy who wrote Batman Mystery of the Batwoman, so it's the same guy. Um, directed by Bruce Tim and some other people that are also not really important, but like, so this was, so yeah, so they brought in their big, uh, their big guns for this, for this episode, or I guess, are we going to call it an episode or a movie? Uh, I, I guess, I don't know. I watched them as episodes. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm gonna call. We can call. We can call it a movie if you if that makes you feel more comfortable. So, uh, Superman is played by Tim Daly. Uh, Dana Delaney plays Lois Lane. Kevin Conroy is Bruce Wayne slash Batman, of course. Uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. So the same guy who played him in um, uh, Public Enemies. So same voice actor. Okay. And uh, Bob Has- H- uh, Hastings comes back to play Commissioner Gordon. Um, and R- Robert Costanzo as Harvey Bullock again. So the, the same voice actors from the original series. Um, I do not see Harley Quinn on here. They had a different Harley Quinn. Hmm. Really? That is interesting. Arlene Sorkin played Harley Quinn. It's usually played by, um, what's her face? The one who voices Batgirl. Oh, God, what was I, her I name? Don't, I don't know people's names. Tara, Tara Strong, I think. Tara Strong, I think, uh, yeah, she voiced Batgirl and Harley Quinn. Hmm. No. I don't know. Now I'm fucking confused. But anyways, live Googling here for you. Um, So I guess you just jump right into it. Yeah. Oh, should we go so through the our episodes, numbers? You're like, yeah, we can go through our numbers. So can, yeah. So the lifeblood uh, of our podcast here. Uh, seven, 17 plays for last week's episode, which, um, considering we uploaded on a Saturday, is actually a pretty good number. Um, we also got um, our highest played now is Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. So they took over the first place. Knocking off Superman Red Sun. How do you feel about that? 
That surprises me. I, I was sure the Red Sun was going to hold the title there for a while. Like, I don't know, especially considering Red Sun is a newer movie. I really thought it would be, I thought it would gather that random people proud more often than public enemies, but I don't know. That so our top five me. episodes is Batman, Superman, Public Enemies uh, with 48, then Red Sun at 44, Justice League Doom at 42, uh, Two on, Two Out uh, episode with 33, and then Batman Mask of the Phantasm with 33. So they tied. I don't know that that, yeah, your, your baseball Two on, Two Out thing is going to be off there pretty quick here. I can't believe people are still listening to that episode because it's kind of like old now. <laughs> Incredibly outdated at this point. It's really outdated. But um, 95% of our audience still comes from the United States. We have 1% from Ireland. And then uh, everyone's less than 1%. Germany, Kenya, Austria, United Kingdom, Macedonia. So shout out to that guy. And Russia. What? We have someone from Russia listen to our show. Hey, maybe we got him with the Red Sun. That's probably what it was. I bet you. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you say um, thank you in Russian? Is this a joke or a genuine question? It's a question. I, why would I know the answer to that? I don't know. You seem to know everything. I don't know languages. I don't know a single word of Russian. I don't know any language. Well, I'm looking it up, and these are even this was letters a, that I can recognize. <laughs> I thought this was a preamble into some sort of weird Russian joke or something like that. It's I was very confused. pronounced uh, spa, spa, Spasiba. No, that translation is God save you. Fuck. Or thank you. It means thank you. So God save you in Russian means thank you. So okay. Spasiba. So Spasiba to the guy who um listening from Russia. You probably just like insulted him deeply somehow in his language. <laughs> I, I apologize, um, obviously. But at least I... I attempted to at least look it up and try to communicate. How about that? Do I get at least points for that? Mm. It turns out that it's not actually someone from Russian. It was just like a random person that accidentally clicked on an episode. He never Probably, actually Probably, because this person only listened one time. So I'm sure it's just Red Sun. Mm-hmm. What's uh, Macedonia? What language is that? What? Why do you think I know these things? See, Ron would know, know all these. He would. He would be the random person who knows all of the... Like, I'm not even quite sure where... Did we look that up already, where that country even is? No. We also are... I think um, I did. We are part yes, of the 28 to 34-year-old demographic. 82% of our listeners come from 28 to 34 years old. Um, 7% are 35 to 44. And 3% 60 plus. We have a strange demographic. 
So no one between the ages of 45 to 59. So um, uh, that dude that we shoot dice with, he ain't listening. Do they even know that this podcast exists? I don't think they know that podcast exists. Just in general? Yeah. Okay. I, would, I, I would assume that they have no idea what that mechanic even is. It probably doesn't involve dice, so they don't understand it. Mm. Okay, okay. Do I roll a dice to get it to work? No. And now everyone that's listening to the show is completely lost. <laughs> Anyways, the world's finest. So, Super- the movie... I'm missing the The movie is it starts off basically with Joker breaking into a museum and stealing a statue that turns out is made of kryptonite. Why does this thing exist? I don't know, because they said it was made 26 years ago, I believe, or something like that. So it was like, so it was obviously made after the thing, and it was carved into like a jade, it looks like a jade dragon. So I guess because I guess you could mistake kryptonite for jade. Maybe some some dude was like, ah, I'm gonna make a jade dragon, and they made it out of kryptonite, and then died because apparently everyone That's who actually, owned the statue has died. That's actually pretty creative. So is that okay? Is you you are the not more knowledgeable about things? Is the fact that kryptonite legitimately kills people? If you're around normal people, if you're around it too much, a thing. Squeak. Um, if so, that's kind of. They're not quite sure on that in the comic in the comic book world. I know that Lex Luthor um, got cancer from it, but I don't think that happened yet in the series because he didn't get cancer until um, until Justice League. And this is before Justice League. Okay. Yeah, because they said that it's had a series of owners and every one of them has died from radiation poisoning or, or died under mysterious circumstances or something. Didn't Joker do something different to it to to get the kryptonite to glow and that kind of stuff? Like he did something to it? Or isn't it something that works with something that creates kryptonite? Not Possibly? at all. He smashed it. He just broke it up with a hammer. Oh. <laughs> He had it sitting at a table, and he just smashed it with a hammer, and it started glowing for whatever reason because he hit after he hit it with a hammer. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Apparently, it's reactive to hammers. So I will say one of my issues is I hate the way the Joker's animated in this. Really? Yes. What um, don't you, you got like your about? you got your handy dandy computer available right now? I have my cell phone that I have access to the internet on. Yes. You should look up Where a picture of the look up a picture of the Joker from the original animated series, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So I'd almost go like Joker 1992. Okay. Um, doesn't. I don't know. It looks pretty. It looks pretty similar to me. Really? 
there's no are we looking at the same picture probably not look at the eyes the eyes like from the 92 version the eyes are yellow they have color the face the teeth are yellow and then you look Hmm. at the one from 1999 and the teeth are white. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's got smaller. white teeth, white eye. Yeah, and there's no, and he's got no eyes. There's that no is color. such a weird, minute detail that I didn't even notice in the slightest. I I noticed it right away, and I can't stand the way this Joker's animated. Now, if you look up the Joker from Batman Beyond. All right. All right. We're back to this live Googling thing. It works. Everyone, follow along. Google as we're talking here because, you know, this is a podcast and not a visual. If you look at him, you see how he has a mixture of the new animation and they went kind of back to the old animation style. Okay. But he's got the white eyes, white teeth, though. Right. But he's got more color in his... Now, if you scroll down and you look at the Joker, uh, the joke, the the old animation style. Well, anyways, the point I'm trying to make is when they um, when they introduced Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond came out after the New Adventures, and you could tell that was the only character they changed the animation back to, kind of almost what he used to look like. Hmm. Interesting. And now it's the same Joker. So it's not like it's a different universe or anything like that. It's the same Joker yeah. from the animated series. They can't just make up they can't make up their mind what he wants what he's supposed to look like, I guess. Well, they did a reanimation, because if you look at Batman, the difference of uh, Batman in nineteen ninety two, where he's got the well, it's the Batman nope, that's the wrong one. Live Google, everyone. Anyways, I don't know. I I didn't I, notice. I didn't notice it that much. But yeah, anyway, so he they, he they re- the, the point is the, they reanimated they reanimated everybody in the new adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone got a redo. The guy they made the guys a little smaller. They made Batman thinner, and they um they made. Joker thinner, they made everybody like they've just they changed everyone and everyone got a reanimation. And the only person I felt like that got a better reanimation was Batgirl and um, what's his um, Scarecrow. Other than that, I did not like any of the new animated or any of the new ones compared mm-hmm. to the originals. That's interesting. But continue. Yes, back to back to the thing. Yeah, so he stole he stole the kryptonite dragon thing, and so his plan is to go to Metropolis, and he went to Lex Luthor and said, "Pay me a billion dollars, and I'll kill super, Superman for you." And you know, it's kind of funny if you think about it. Like, um, was that the was that the scene where? He like uh, Luthor's driving in his car, and Joker's just showing off his white leg. 
and that's how they stopped the car. Uh, Harley no, Quinn yeah, was no, driving Harley the limo. Quinn, yeah, Har- yeah, Harley Quinn yeah. took out the driver, I guess, and was driving the limo, and she's like, oh, and then he's like, yeah, he pulls up his pant leg, and she picks him up on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, it was that scene. It was, that was a weird scene. Luthor like, did I, not I, seem I, very interested in any of this until it's a hell of a way to start a conversation too yeah Yeah, Luthor just kidnap you and throw a clown seductively at you from the side of the road (laughs) yeah because he was because she said like okay Mr. L and he's like Mr. L (laughs) so that part I thought was actually really entertaining Mm That was yeah, like in Lex Luthor, it's just like why why is this happening? He's just like I guess why not? He just he didn't really seem like he cared that much, and he's just like sure why not? Go for it, because I feel like he really yeah. didn't believe it. he he didn't he didn't have faith this was gonna work in the slightest. He yeah, said it can't it. trace back to me whatsoever. But yeah, <laughs> the Joker used his warehouse. <laughs> Yeah, so then, yeah, then Joker uses Lex Luthor's literal warehouse to do the Superman plan. Which it's, That's Joker's way yeah. of saying, fuck it, I don't really give a shit if this gets traced back to you or not. Exactly, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so Batman catches wind of this and knows exactly what the dragony thing is instantly because, of course... Um, so he goes to Metropolis then to foil the Joker, as the Batman does. Which, over the course of this movie, it seems like he was there for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like, it seemed like this was at least, like, two to three weeks he was there. Like, it seemed like well, a he good showed up as time. Bruce Wayne. Well, he went over there as Batman first, then he showed up as Bruce Wayne a couple days later. Mm-hmm. So that people wouldn't make the the connection. Yes. That's why he did it like that. But like he went over as Batman and he was like hanging. He went to what a nightclub or something to try to find out where the Joker was. And that's yeah, where he runs very, into Superman for the very first yeah, he time. He broke in. He was interrogating a guy. And all of a sudden Superman's there and just like puts and stops him and is like, no, he's already answered or whatever. Because the guy was not providing him information. Which and then I found ridiculous is Batman just like turns and throws Superman across the room. Well, you know why he did that. He did that to show that I'm not going to be intimidated by you. He knew Superman wasn't going to kill him. Like of course he knows that. Yeah. But he he that was his way of like don't mess with. I don't care how powerful you are. I will still like defend. I'm not going to let you. Uh, stand over my invest. This is my investigation, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Doing, I'm doing things my way. And Superman, and Superman you know, like pretty much shoulder tackles and, of. Yeah, he comes back and just like he's like, "Geez, how stupid are you?" or something like that. Or he like, said, um, "You were either crazy or stupid." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, yeah, then then. But they, he's like holding him. Batman pulls out his little flake of kryptonite he had found from the statue, and instantly just nullifies Superman. And he's well, just, oh, it doesn't he, doesn't he take also, much, does it? 
he also used his X-ray vision to find out that uh, Batman was Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah, Superman. X- oh yeah, he X-rayed. He X-rayed his mask, and he's like, oh, Bruce Wayne. And he goes, Ah, you he's like, yes, you peaked. <laughs> he cheated, pretty much. Yeah, like that—that's the cheap way of figuring it out. But whatever, he—he he does his—he does his Superman things. Do you Which, remember honestly, that video that I sent you? Uh, that video this I sent next- you with the from from the Batman, the where uh, Batman and Martian Manhunter were having that conversation yes. in the diner. Do you yes. remember when he said, "How'd you figure out I was Bruce Wayne?" He's like, "I read your mind." And Batman's like, so you cheated. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. The advantages of living next to a police station. Yes, Andrew, are you getting arrested? Have you done something illegal? No. Do we need to have a conversation? Uh, define illegal. Hmm. I don't think we need an audio recording of this. Like speeding? Yes, I have sped. Sir, you're, um, you're, stop confessing to crimes right now. This is going to be used against you in the court of law. I always feel like I should go to uh, the police station and then randomly confess to crimes just to conf- like look up uh, like look up on the police blotter and look at like all the things that are going on there and just go in there with the newspaper and confess to all everything that's in there. <laughs> what? It sounds like a great way to get thrown in jail. <laughs> and then when they find out you had nothing to do with any of it, you go back the next day and confess to new things to the point where you oh, become almost yeah, like a, it becomes a joke. <laughs> see, here's the problem: you realize that confessing to all these things in itself is a crime, right? Yes, I'm going to confess to that crime too. So, like, at, at some point here, they're not going to let you out. They're just going to keep you locked up. I'm going to confess to falsely uh, confessing to crimes. It's my Jesus new superpower. Oh, it's a shitty superpower. No, it's just, it's just the power to impede everyone's life by confessing to crimes and wasting people's time. Like, what are you doing in here? I confess to another crime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you just make a, you just make, you just become like, those people exist, don't they? Where they just like, you pay them to take the fall for you. I feel like that's fall a guys. Thing. Yeah. It, just give it was a job in the mafia. Exactly. Just, just become a fall guy for petty crimes. Yeah, there was, there was always a fall guy. He got paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To take the fall, and he was taken care of while he was in prison too. Exactly. There come more. There's always more. Someone's got a two-star wanted level. Mm. Better they better get I out of there. Three stars. Show up. I don't hear a helicopter yet though, so I think it's still a two-star wanted level. Yeah, once you start hey. hearing tanks firing, then then they're really screwed. Fortunately, that doesn't happen here very often. <laughs> very often, like it's actually happened. Well, it has once. There was uh, 
a neighbor down the down the building, a few buildings down where I came home from work and there were cops walking around. They had the whole street blocked out and there were cops walking around with guns in their hands and everything like that. And so the riot, the riot team showed up and I'm like, what is going on here as I'm sitting in the parking lot watching this as I came home from work. What, it was an interesting experience. It was a false alarm. Jesus. Okay. It was a, a guy who threatened to kill himself, but it got mistranslated and they thought he was going to kill somebody else. And they thought he had a, he had no gun. They thought he did. Luckily, nobody oh. was hurt. Hmm. It was just a, it was a, it was a suicidal kid who, uh, just got out of the mental institution across the street. Okay, then. It was not the Joker. Because he's a homicidic maniac. That you know of. True. <laughs> um, Batman. Cut the grass. That's what this, Batman, that's what this, that's what this podcast is about, right? Yeah. It's it's not the cutting grass podcast. It's just uh, talking about the random background noises in our lives. Yes, that's that's, that's what this podcast is. About. <laughs> um, hey, I make anything work. Hey, we do what we do. Yeah. So, all right. Anyways, back to the what I feel like one of the more interesting parts of the movie. So, not it, it was it was an amusing scene. Okay. So they whole they held the whole thing, whatever, and. Batman disappears or whatever, and Superman flies back home. And he gets home, and he's talking on the phone, and he's getting out of his costume or whatever. And he's sitting there, and he looks over at his cape, and there's a little bat tracker stuck to his cape. And he picks it up, and he walks over to his balcony, and then, like, ten buildings down, just standing on top of the building, being all Batman with his cape blowing in the wind. You just see you see him standing on the rooftop, and he's just standing there with a pair of binoculars. And Superman is just standing there, who now is he put his glasses back on, so he's magically Clark Kent and easily identifiable now. Um, is standing there, and he just goes, he just goes, well played, and then crushes the tracker thing, or whatever. So Batman found out his identity legitimately with a little yeah, bit of he, effort. He, I can't believe no one's ever done that before. Just yeah, followed like, them. It didn't take that much effort, really. It, okay, and somebody has to notice. Somebody that lives in the same building as him has got to be like, hey, I was on my balcony the other day, and I saw Superman flying into your apartment. He does that all the time. What's up with that, man? So... And in the show The Batman, do you want to know how he figured out how Superman was Clark Kent? How? So he he monitored flight patterns, and he said there was a lot of flight patterns coming from the Daily Planet and to the apartment building that Clark Kent lived at, and and to where Lois Lane lives. So he just made a connection that it had to have been Clark Kent because that's the only person that out of process of elimination, that would have fit. So he just showed up at his apartment once and waited for him to fly in as Superman. And he was just sitting there as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> of course. 
See, I just, yeah, I feel like. I thought that was actually a really creative way of figuring it out. Yeah, like, it's, it's just like, his identity is so thin as Clark Kent. I don't know, it's one of those problems I have with Superman is, like, his identity is so thin. It's literally, like, a pair of glasses, and that's it. And, like... Well, another thing is, it's not as important. Because if you really think about it, um, Clark Kent, to most... Nobody... The majority of people don't know who Clark Kent is. Like, that live in the city of Metropolis. Uh, Everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is in Gotham City. Because he's Mm -hmm. the most famous bachelor in the whole town. Where, in Superman, do you think... uh, uh, Joe Joe Sixpack, who's sitting at um, sitting at the diner drinking coffee, knows who Clark Kent is. No, so but Superman's he does. Identity was revealed as Clark Kent. Would they be like, okay, no, I have no idea who that is. He works at a newspaper, though. Sure. With a room full of people who you think would be smart enough and have the inve- investigative talent. To put one and one together and connect well, he does, Superman. He does and, a very good job of um, throwing people off that scent by the way Clark Kent acts. He's not he's a he's a big introvert. He's he goes pretty much unnoticed for the most part. So most people barely even know he works there. I guess he's not like Lois Lane. Lois Lane's the big reporter of the whole um, mm-hmm. of the whole news station. Clark Kent just works with Lois Lane, so the only person that would know would probably be Lois, which you would assume that Clark at some point would just tell her. So, also, I'm a little so Lois Lane doesn't know. Not in this universe, no, not yet. That's not till later. God, she's so that's see her not knowing makes her seem so stupid. Well, she doesn't look at Clark like that, so she just doesn't even. To her, it's 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 like it's like in the Flash when Iris found out that Wally was or that um that Barry Allen, you know, was the Flash. She it she never would have even thought of it because it just it she never looked at Barry like that. Huh. So like yeah, it's like blinded by uh. You're blind by it because you never would have even or take a look at the show Daredevil. Like you would think that Foggy would have known that um, Daredevil and Murdoch were the same person. But he never would have like the general populace doesn't realize that Daredevil is blind, though. True. But I'm just saying, like Foggy, his best friend, who's his business partner and his best friend, that knows he does weird things at night knows that he can take care of himself. Like he, like he knows, he knows Murdoch pretty well. Never even thought of that. Mm. I suppose. And he's worked with, and he's worked with daredevil and Murdoch at the same time, like Lois Lane did or mm. like, um, um, Iris did. So this is actually really common in comic books. I'm trying yeah. to think of maybe and see Batman's always done such a great job because the, the women that typically will know Bruce Wayne will already know he's Batman because he just pretty much tells them. Mm-hmm. Cuz he's like the ones he gets really close with. 
which yeah. would have been Andrea Beaumont and well, Catwoman doesn't know in that universe, but she knows in all the other universes. But he didn't really ever get close with Selena Kyle in the animated series. Okay. He didn't really get close with many other than well, I don't know about Kathy Duquet. Like did was that we don't know because that movie came out after the animated series and after Justice League, so that's the last that's the last thing from that universe. So we don't know if that ever developed into anything. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. But yes, then speaking of that, Bruce um, introduces himself to Lois Lane, and basically, oh, I love the way he did it too. I love. He basically that. said, "Yeah, how? What was it? How did they actually? How did he actually run into her?" She was, oh, was talking about. Uh, she was talking about like how people from Gotham City are tall, moody, um, ugly, like pretty much like like snooty and all that kind of stuff, and then saw him walk off the plane and incredibly handsome. <laughs> her tone just changed when she saw him. Oh, yeah, the, and then he walked. Up, was like trying to talk to him, and he just straight up ignored him and was just talking to her. <laughs> yes. Like he started talking to him, he just completely ignored him and just, and then just like instantly asked her out. And I find that I just found that incredibly amusing that like, like Clark is the one who's got the crush on Lois and everything like that. And it's Bruce just like is dating her after like 30 seconds he's in town. It's yeah, just it the most serious pretty ever. quick too. Yeah, like. At one point, like it, she was like she was talking about transferring to the Gotham branch of the Daily Planet, whatever, so she could be closer to him and everything like that. And it was like, wow, this is she's really into him. That's that's crazy. Well, she and, he did that on purpose to attract Superman. Like this is before he knew Clark was Superman, right? Was it exactly? Before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, why he I, did it, because he knew yeah, that he, did it because he knew the Joker was going to kidnap her. He knew that. Yeah, and he obviously she's important to Superman because anytime like she subs her toe, Superman's there to save her. Um, yeah, because then they they opened up the episode with her in the airplane and those terrorists were in there and they were like hijacking the airplane. Good good timing, guys. And they um. <laughs> Then what, what what happened was he, they figured out that Lois Lane was on that plane. They're like, wait, you mean the one that Superman always saves? They're like, shit. <laughs> Superman yep, shows up. Right on cue, he shows up to save her. It's like, god damn it. She's just, uh. she's just sitting in the chair. She puts her seatbelt on, and then she knows the plane's going to flip upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that, that's great. It's also that's it's very weird. Like people have to realize that that Superman just is always saving her. Like it's obviously people know it. Just it just feel like that just makes her such a large target. Yeah, it is. It actually turns into a story for most of the Superman villains. They target her because they know they can get to they they can get to Superman through her. It's mm-hmm. the reason why Batman never uh, as Batman 
ever got serious with anybody for that reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, the Joker then ca- kidnaps her, obviously. I'm sure there was more in there somewhere. I'm just going to jump to that part, though. So yeah, the Joker so my favorite my favorite scene uh, my favorite scene was when uh, we were talking about before we went on on uh, before we went on but like uh, Joker Joker attracts you know kidnaps Lois Lane a very obvious trap that set for Superman and Superman shows up with the kryptonite suited armor and everything and Joker you know he kind of just unties Lois and you know looks like they're about to he doesn't even take Joker as a threat because he just why would he he just yeah he just he walks in he just yeah Superman walks in and he like holds up the thing and is like ah and he just like Superman just smirks and he's just like he didn't even see this this is my problem with Superman like Mm -hmm. he came in there he obviously has that kryptonite thing and for whatever reason, obviously, because he took the, he didn't take the Joker seriously at all. But when he yep. came in there, he probably should at least like knocked him out or something, because he would have been able to do that against his will. And there's nothing Joker could have done about that. So Joker yep. must have known that Superman wouldn't have gotten violent. Like yeah, he was he went in there. Bruce, he Batman even warned him. It's like don't underestimate him. Expect the unexpected. And he yep. went in there he just that line so a lot. over. He's just so overconfident when he went in there, and he just was like, "Yeah, just take me to Lois." And he brings her in, and then, like, and then the Joker's just like, "Ah, like what? What went wrong? Like I had the perfect plan. It's like I don't understand why it didn't work." And he's in there, and he goes, "Ah, I remember the acid." And then he just uses his like spray flower on his thing and sprays acid all over Superman burning away his radiation suit and exposing himself to the kryptonite because of course. Yeah. And so then, then Batman saves him. And then I, I love the moment of, and then, so he's being there basically useless and Joker is just sitting there dancing around him, shocking him <laughs> periodically <laughs> He's just literally dancing circles around him, just doing like a big swirl, like a big like ballet dance around him and just shocking him randomly. And it was just, it was like, it was such a Joker moment right there. He would have, you know, if Batman didn't exist or Batman wasn't there, that would have been, that, that would have ended Superman. It would have been over right there. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy how easy that was Yep. for him to do? Like that, that just proves to me like, um, yeah, like for, as far as the Joker is concerned, if the Joker ever put Superman in his targets, he he'd win. He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly how to uh, to end it. Where mm-hmm. and Superman and he knows how Superman's going to act. In fact, if you're looking at the Injustice storyline, the Joker is the reason why the Injustice storyline even started to begin with. Because Superman, uh, he, he uh, brainwashed Superman somehow or drugged him to think that Lois Lane was Doomsday. And Superman beat Lois Lane to death thinking it was Doomsday and then realizing it. And then he then realized that the Joker was the one who caused it. 
and that's what caused Superman to go over the edge. Mm-hmm. Then he uh, stuck his fist through Joker's heart and killed him. Yeah. Which, so, see, Joker's one of those characters that it's so easy to underestimate him because he doesn't act seriously, but, but he's dangerously intelligent. Yes. And, like, any, like, and, like, Superman, of course, he doesn't see that. He just sees the clown facade. And Batman tried to warn him. It's like, it's like, hey, he's more than what he seems. Don't underestimate him. But Superman being Superman's like, nah, I don't. He's he's just a clown. Well, and he also looked at it. It, you know, I deal with I deal with superpower beings in this town. You deal with guys who dress up as clowns, and you think that's hard. I'd come to your mm-hmm. city and clean it up in a day. Yeah. And he's right, he would, but the Joker would have been would be tough. Mm-hmm. Like I it it would be interesting for them to just like swap cities. Ha just... so I, I was hoping you were gonna say that because they did do uh, it. So they did? The, there was there was an episode in Superman the animated series, Batman goes missing. So Robin is running Gotham City by himself and Superman comes to Gotham to try to figure out what happened to Bruce and they don't know. So, uh, they needed Batman for, they needed villains to feel that Batman was in town or they weren't gonna, you know, the, the common criminal wasn't going to go out if they knew Batman was out, but they knew he was gone and all that was running the city was little old eight, 12 year old Robin, you know, crime was crazy in Gotham. Mm -hmm. So Superman dressed up as Batman. And um, so so that people would see a Batman. So they go to Commissioner Gordon, right, on the on the rooftop. And super Superman is trying to act like Batman. So he's like standing there, you know, with his hands on his hips and everything like that. And uh, Commissioner Gordon hands him a photo. And Superman has no idea what the hell he's looking at. And Robin's like, it's it's the Riddler. He's like, yes, it's the Riddler, the my arch nemesis and Luther's or um, Gordon's like, is he all right? <laughs> Did he just say nemesis? <laughs> Batman doesn't talk like that. Yeah. So they get to a point where uh, there's this evil empire being run by Riddler, Bane, and uh, the Mad Hatter. And Batman shows up and Bane pumps the juice in his thing. This Superman Batman. And he just kicks the shit out of Superman. Just punches him a bunch of times, throws him into the wall, picks up a car and flattens him with the car. He's like, I've always wanted to do this to you, Batman, but something seems wrong. This is just too easy. Because Batman doesn't let you hit land punches like that, where Superman always does. Yeah. And then, of course, Superman lifts the car up, and Bane's like, that's that's impossible. What? <laughs> uh, and punches him two times, and Bane's out cold. And, uh, yeah. But it was, it, was, it, it was an interesting take to see, the, uh, see Superman act as Batman for a little bit, because mm-hmm. um, the detective, he couldn't could figure anything out. And he even said something to Bruce when they finally met up. He's like, I thought it'd be easy to run your town, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. 
He's like, the people in this town are on a whole, whole other level of thinking that I wouldn't even know where to begin to find these people. Yeah, they've just, him, everyone... gave them some credit. All Batman's villains are smart, crazy people. Yep. Sometimes smarter than Bruce himself, where he mm-hmm. has to kind of outwit them. Or um, Joker, I'd even argue, is smarter than Batman. As far as, because he's always one step ahead of him. Batman's mm-hmm. just the ultimate um, improviser. Yeah. He'll go into a trap knowing it's a trap. Joker knows that he knows it's a trap. It's always interesting because he just goes yeah. into it knowing it's a trap. Mm-hmm. But he goes in knowing and he just, can, no matter what it is, he'll find a, he'll, he can outthink his way out of the trap. Right. And that's so what he can do. That's, that's the his trap. thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There was even a thing about the Joker in an episode called Mad Love, which is in the animated series. Um, Harley Quinn gets so angry because the Joker is so obsessed with Batman and trying to, you know, be the one to finally end it with him. So. She gets jealous and all that kind of stuff. So she takes one of Joker's plans, one of her old plans, and actually follows the plan, and it works. She was able to, she was able to kidnap Batman, hang him upside down, uh, and, the piran- and, the, and waiting to feed him to the piranhas. And uh, he called the, called, the, called the Joker down. The Joker showed up, asked, what the, how the hell did you do this? And he's, and she's like, Pudding, I did it. The whole time you didn't want to do this plan because you couldn't get the piranhas to smile. So I hung Batman upside down. So to them, he's, they're smiling. And uh, Joker, Joker walked up to Batman. He's like, excuse me for one minute. And then he starts yelling at Harley, saying, like, the joke isn't funny if you have to explain it. And um, then, like, back slapped her a little bit and pushed her through a window and pretty much practically killed her and then untied untied Batman and let him go. <laughs> oh my god. Because he's like and because it's like I'm I have to be the one that does it. Mm-hmm. It's like, just like, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about this. This, you, you know, crazy. Yeah, he's like, Women. I'm sorry about this Women, misunderstanding. Man, I know. Like, Jesus. <laughs> so it just kind of, it kind of shows you the, um, the respect level that Joker, Joker has his own code, that no one's gonna kill Batman but him. Which I don't need. He doesn't even want to kill Batman. I feel like. No. Not, he just wants. The, he wants to almost kill Batman. Right. Well, he wants his whole purpose. The reason why he's fascinated by Batman is his code of not killing. It fascinates him. Like mm-hmm. if Batman just killed people, he wouldn't give a shit about him. He'd just want him dead. But because Batman kills or does not kill. His whole thing is like, what do I have to do to push him to that level? So he mm-hmm. always ups the ante, ups the ante, because yeah. to him it's just a game. 
because he knows that Batman will never kill him. So that threat of his life is gone. Plus, I don't think he cares if he dies or not anyways. Yeah. Because just like Batman, he knows he can think his way out of anything. Mm -hmm. Any situation he puts himself in. Yep. As he proves in this movie multiple times where it looks like Superman's going to get him and then he he always seems to get away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... What's he, he ends up blowing up the entire entire building or whatever when they, after they escape <laughs> and everything like that. Very you much know, so. It's yeah, not everyone... a Batman. It's not a Batman movie unless something explodes. Remember, I said that in every every Batman movie we reviewed, something's always exploding. Yes, especially if the Joker's involved. The Joker's always blowing something up. It's just <laughs> his thing. I love it that he he was told not to keep Lex Luthor out of it, and he just uses the man's warehouse <laughs> that clearly is traced back to him. <laughs> That's and how then, Batman figured out Luthor was involved. Superman didn't yeah. figure that out. Yeah, it was Superman overheard Lex. And told Batman. That's how he found out. Uh-huh. It was because he was there interviewing whatever, and as Lex Luthor was walking to get back in his car, he goes, he like mumbled to it, he, he whispered to his driver, bodyguard lady, like, never should have trusted that clown. Right. And then he went and then he told Bruce that, or told Batman that. And then Batman paid Lex a visit just busted into his bedroom. Oh yeah. So back, back that up a little bit. So yes. yeah. Cause that's when, um, when Batman or Bruce was talking, Bruce Clark Kent and Lois, they're all talking. And then and Bruce said, I don't know, maybe I should pay him a visit or something like that. And then they cut to that scene of him as Batman. Yes. <laughs> He's so smooth. I know. He was like, Oh no, that's, he said, he said, maybe I should, just ask him. That's what he said when he was saying. Then that's yeah. It was ah. So so like that. But yeah. Then which Lex was like, I don't because Joker had went to Lex and was like, we you like you need to help me deal with him. What? It was released on March 11, 2012. God damn it. <laughs> we have a new member to the podcast. And number 15 on the rap songs chart. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Apparently, Lex. I said Lex, and it's too close to Alexa. <laughs> and she just starts, starts spouting out an entire book. <laughs> I, I don't know what she was talking about. My phone does that, too, anytime I start talking about Siri. God damn it. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say the name. You can't say yeah. Lex Luthor? I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Lex Luthor. I can't just say Lex. Okay. <laughs> You're, like, looking over there to see if I was going to say something, too. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm staring at it to make sure the lights doesn't come on when I talk now. Um, anyways, um, 
Yeah, he's like, I can't be involved in this or whatever. Our Joker was like, yeah, you need to help me deal with him. And he's like, no, this is your problem. And then Batman shows up in his bedroom. And after he leaves, he's like, damn it, I guess I have to deal with it myself. And he goes and he's like, call the clown. Call the clown. So then they create their elaborate plan, which they do a SOS for a ship way out in the ocean. So Superman flies out to save that. And while Superman's off distracted, they call Batman, goes to meet the Joker, and Lex Luthor's killer, yeah, killer robot thing jumps out and attacks Batman. Which, um, which, for the record, Luthor still said, don't keep, keep me out of it. And then he goes ahead and uses Luthor's robot that Bruce already knew about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so, yes, they were fighting and fighting and Batman, he, fled, he runs and he's just like running away from this thing because this thing is like indestructible. Um, right. And he goes to the Daily Planet and like busts into the Daily Planet and it's just, um, well, uh, what's her name? He's looking for Lois Lane because Lois he seems looking, to have hoping, a way of getting Superman's attention. And I think Batman needed Superman's help. I think that's what he. Yeah, was he trying he to went do. there. Yeah, he went there hoping. I think he went there hoping Clark was there. And like he busted in, and he like looked around, and then it was just Lois there, and he's like. You're here by yourself, aren't you? And she goes, Of yeah. course you are. And they're like, Of course you are. It's like, it's like, damn it. So then he's running with her now because the giant robot's smashing its way through. <laughs> and so he's running, whatever, and he's fighting the robot thing, and he, he's in like the production thing, whatever, and his cape gets caught in a machine, which honestly, surprised his cape doesn't get caught in things more often. Capes are very dangerous things can't believe yeah. the cape doesn't cause a problem more often um but his cape gets caught in the machine and it rips his cape and his mask off and lois sees that it's bruce yeah and then he the he like the robot gets sucked in the machine whatever and they think they're fine and then the robot busts back out of the machine and superman shows up just in time to destroy the robot and then yeah. they, the, and I find it amusing. It's like Lex is like, it's like, damn it, he stalled long enough for Superman to save him. Which that was the entire thing. Was like, it's like, it's like basically, it's like, yep, he he was screwed on his own. He basically needed Superman to save him because there wasn't a way for him to destroy that robot without help, basically. Yeah, and um, again, uh, he wasn't supposed to use that robot. Because Luthor did not want to be attached to this. I don't know, but but Lex so that, was that Lex wasn't was Luthor's plan. Lex nope. was running it though. Uh, you sure? Wasn't, wasn't he? Wasn't he running? Because he was watching Joker. the robot. Well, he was probably wondering what the robot was doing out because he was pissed because of that. So that's why he showed up to Joker's lair with a Tommy gun and everything and shot the place up. Or what's what's her face had that gun on her and shot the place up. Over, over that because he used that robot without Luthor's permission. He's like, now they're gonna know I'm involved. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's they, why he was angry. Well, they yeah they anyway then they both try to double cross each other basically, and the Joker ends up getting the double upper hand and ties Lex Luthor up to and, the like, plane. Yeah, and and inside the giant super ridiculous crazy powerful plane that is just loaded with billions of missiles for some reason. Yeah, Joker even um, mentioned the lines. Uh, mentioned a thing, saying like, um, you like you know what, Lex? The one thing I like about you is all your toys. Look at all the toys. And then I appreciate that. Then they they took the time to paint the jet before they stole it. <laughs> like they gave it a paint job, so it looked like a giant flying smile. It's, yep. like, it's like I have to customize all my toys. So there was even a line before all that even happened with mm-hmm. uh, with Bruce and uh, Superman and uh, Lois Lane. They're all like in the same oh, room, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. Batman even says a line saying like, "It's ironic that she's a, she's interested in Bruce Wayne and and Superman and wants nothing to do with the other two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That is amusing. That seats. It's a weird, ironic connection between the two of them, I guess. Yeah, I, I wonder if, was there an endgame there? Like, was Bruce really, like, going to do all that, or was he going to eventually let her down? <laughs> I feel like as soon as the Joker thing was handled, he was going to do his typical Bruce thing and just bail out. Oh, that would have pissed her off. Oh, Yeah. I feel like she was she was jumping the gun here too. Because okay. like, I feel like there was a conversation at one point when she was talking about, Oh yeah, I'm thinking about transferring to the Gotham thing and, and Clark was like, Really, you're that serious? And she's like she's like, Well, not officially, but yeah, I think we're serious. <laughs> or something like that. And I feel like she was just like jumping the gun way too much with this whole like I feel like Bruce was still in the like yeah, we just we just hanging out thing, and she's like, "Nah, we're going steady." <laughs> they were on. I feel like they were on two very different pages in that relationship. Okay. So pretty much climax of the movie, like in typical Batman movie, uh, shit fucking explodes as usual. Joker oh, yeah. has these He's... mini little marbles that explode. And when he threw them on the ground and Superman's going to go chase them, he's like, marbles? He can't be serious. And just walks towards them and they explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Batman's like, expect the unexpected. Yeah. There was grenades. even a thing where, where, Superman, where Superman was like scanning the wall and was even like trying to figure out a way where he could look between it. And Batman told him, he's like, you know, there's always the direct approach. And he just punches the wall down. He's like, see, you're learning. Yeah, and then... Was it, yeah, so they stole, the, they stole the giant super jet thing. And at this point, Joker's just like, I'm destroying everything that has your name on it in this city. And he's just driving around missling giant buildings all over the city, just leveling buildings in the city. Because why not? It's just, yeah. That's that's what we do here. 
And yeah, I guess at this point, Joker realizes he's not going to be able to kill Superman or Batman. So he's just going to destroy Lex. <laughs> yeah, he's just having fun at this point. Yep. He kind of gave up on that plan. Mm-hmm. And so Batman's trying to stop the super jet thing while Superman's fighting a horde of the giant Lex Luthor robots. Oh, yeah. And one of the and robots then, actually has the chunk of kryptonite like duct taped to the side of it, and that's actually what's making it difficult for him. Which yeah. is, again, Joker being very clever. Yep, and it climaxes with the with the ship exploding. Uh, everyone's safe except Joker, who's going down with the ship. He puts on the uh, he's putting on the parachutes. Yeah, he's putting and then, on like, the, the par- parachute side, yeah. and then starts laughing. The ship goes. The ship goes sideways. He gets thrown into a corner, and the ship goes sideways. And all of his a ton of those marbles that he threw earlier all over the floor start exploding <laughs> towards him and he just starts laughing as a floor full of those grenade, marble grenades just roll towards him and he just sort of laughs maniacally as many cuts of the plane just crashing and exploding in a ridiculously large explosion and... now I've read somewhere that there, while that ship is exploding there's a small little parachute you can see the Joker actually escaping but I've watched it about a thousand times and I've never seen that parachute. Hmm. But there's people that claim they saw it. They said they saw it in the first run of the episode. Interesting. But they might have edited it out in the replay. Huh. That could be maybe the Mandela effect. What? That people were living in another world. Because I look it up online and I can't find anything even about it. But I swear I remember that was a big thing when that episode when that episode was around. Huh. Was how the Joker escaped. Because he clearly escaped. Mm-hmm. Because he shows up later. That's the last yeah. time you do see him in the new adventures. He doesn't show back up again. Until the Batman Beyond movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything there, but yeah, I just, the Joker always lives. I just assumed he got out somehow. Right. Um, Joker being Joker. So I don't know. Batman and Superman have a conversation, kind of hint at a possible partnership in the in the future, and uh, Batman kind of. Like, eh, I don't know about that. They're both kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. But they kind of both have a mutual respect for each other. And that's the last mm-hmm. time that's the last time they meet or last time they work together until Justice League. So, but it, but it is the same people. And they do reference the world's finest episode in Justice League. I do find it interesting so, that this, so this was so this this movie or whatever was actually it was part of the Superman series, and yet yeah. I feel like Batman got more screen time than Superman. He does. always does. He always does. 
because so this is what they were doing. So this is one of the first episodes of the Superman animated series. So they do they did what you're supposed to do when you're booting a new series. You bring in the big star. Batman's the big star. He's the established name. He already had a series that was running for multiple years. People know this who he is. The then. Right, but this is like you're 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 bringing your Batman audience into this universe now. But this was this was like the I think this was like the end of the first season they did this. Well, that's that's how it's um, that's how it's perceived, but that's not necessarily how they aired it. That's just how it is in the volume. So in Batman the Animated Series, the way like the volume, how it's set up, the first episode okay. that actually aired was Christmas with the Joker, but that wasn't the episode, the first episode on the on the disc and the in the Batman thing because it's a, a man the man bad episode. Hmm. And then the second episode was a cat scratch fever. It was a Catwoman episode. And that one's not even on the first uh, volume. It's on the second volume. So they might have made the episode later, but it might have aired. So I think this aired uh, after the first year of Superman. So maybe ratings weren't doing so hot. So this is what this is what they kind of used to spike it a little bit. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Because Batman got done. Because they brought Batman back. So. Batman, Batman the Animated Series was done in 94, I believe, or 95. Then they, they booted up Superman the Animated Series, I think, in 98. They did one year of it, and maybe it didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do. So they brought back Batman the Animated Series to be aired at the same time with them. So that used to be called the, the Adventures of Batman Superman Adventures or something like that. And it was a two, it was an hour show. The first half was a Batman episode. The second half was a Superman episode. And sometimes they would reverse it. So they, they cross, they cross plat, but they would never interact with each other. And then this was the first time you saw these two in the same universe, which was for any, for any Batman nerd or any type of like kid, that was the most awesomest thing ever. And um, to see those two on the same, the, the Batman we grew up watching interact with fucking Superman. Hmm. Okay. So, so I feel like, and I bet you it was probably because their ratings were not doing as hot or maybe as good as they hoped. So they brought Batman in to kind of spike, spike the viewership of it. Cause back then ratings mattered. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Superman show did better because the, the Batman audience was watching it now. Because they're not the same audience. Yeah. Because I didn't watch Superman. But after that episode, I watched a couple episodes of Superman. So it worked for me. Because Mm -hmm. I was wondering, when's Batman going to show back up? When's Batman going (laughs) to show back up? Uh, He never did. Except for the one Bane episode, which was really cool. It was all a trap. Batman didn't need Superman to make his show good. Superman needed Batman. So in a way, just like in the cartoon, Superman needed Batman's help to find the Joker, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and he also needed his help financially, too, with the show. <laughs> 
So Superman or Batman's always helping Superman. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, that's that's why it was a Superman episode and not a Batman episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why Batman was shown more because he's more recognized by the people that watch that that universe more. And it was their way of introducing a new character to that audience and mm-hmm. saying, okay, he's likable. He's not the Superman from the that you guys know. This is a different Superman. You guys are going to like, if you like, if you like Batman, you're going to like this show because we tell similar stories. And I think it was also their way of showing that it's made by the same people. Yeah. Because maybe like the kids, people my age probably didn't know that until we saw that. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. made by the same people. So it's got to be good because I like Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I would have been 12 years old when this came out ish 12 or 11 so so yeah i think that's i think that's why i could be totally wrong it could have been already pre-planned and whatever but i bet you that had something to do with it because i think originally when they made superman they had no intentions of bringing batman back because i think bruce tim was exhausted from batman and wanted nothing to do with him anymore and then Mm -hmm. they they just needed batman to help spike the superman ratings because Superman's kind of boring in and of itself. It's hard to write a good Superman story, but they did it. They wrote a lot of good Superman stories in that series. I just haven't watched all of it, and I think I really should go and watch it. Because maybe it could be yeah. good. Because I like Superman in Justice League. Mm-hmm. I like his stories in Justice League. They're interesting. The best, the best Justice League episode is a Superman episode. In that hereafter episode, maybe Vandal Savage shows up in the Superman animated series. I don't know. I know Lowball, Lowball is in one episode. I know Luthor is a big part of it, and Darkseid. They actually have a Darkseid episode in Superman the animated series. Part two of that episode is in Justice League. So it's weird because I never saw the first part. So they're oh. always referencing an episode from Superman the first interactions with dark side and Superman. And that's when Batman says, I know he warped your mind. I know that he wound you up like a toy and turned you loose against Metropolis. Cry me a river. Telling him to get over it. Interesting. And then there was (laughs) also a thing where Superman and dark side have a fight. And Superman said something like, yeah, uh, it's going to end just like, or Darkseid says something like, it's not going to go as, uh, I'm not going to take it easy on you as much as I did in our first encounter. And Superman's like, funny, I remember winning that last encounter. <laughs> so they have this big hmm. fight. Again, referencing an episode from Superman. Yeah. It's interesting that they carry that context over. Yeah, they did. They didn't do too much with Batman carrying it over because I think there was a lot of time lapse. Yeah. Because, but they do they do use the same Alfred. They do use the same Batcave, that kind of stuff. And it is the mm-hmm. same Batman. But as far as like using some similar storylines, no, there's really nothing that carries over to Justice League. 
yeah, there's really nothing. Mm-hmm. Except for yeah. the um, the continuation of the last Batman Beyond episode, which is in Justice League. Hmm. When they when they finished the Batman Beyond... Because Batman Beyond came out in 99, and they had plans to run three seasons. So at the end of the second season, they announced that Justice League was coming out. So they pulled everyone off the Batman Beyond project and moved them over to Justice League. So they canceled Batman Beyond. They never did a third season. So oh. they they wanted to finish the series because they had an idea what they wanted to do with it. So the people from Justice League decided that they were only, they were only going to let them do. They said, "Okay, you can finish Batman Beyond, but you get one episode to do it, and we'll we'll play it in Justice League." So they did it. It's the last episode of Justice League. Hmm. It's called. Uh, I think it's called Epilogue. And they advance Batman. Batman Beyond is advanced, I think, 10 years after the McGinnis put. So he's been Batman for about 10 years. So he's about, I'd say he's probably late 20s, maybe even early 30s at this point. And mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is like close to 90 now. He's still alive. The dog's dead. But um, he he pretty much just sits in a chair all day at the kitchen taking his pills. Mm. And uh, McGinnis found out that uh, that Batman was his biological father, and he just didn't understand how that was even possible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you talking about that before? Yeah, he was a clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a project made up by Amanda Waller and of Project course. Cadmus that she she's, she's always that, doing the things yeah she said she was actually really good in that episode but because she, she was an old woman when McGinnis went to go visit her and she even said uh, uh, she made him tea and that kind of stuff and then uh, he slapped the tea out of her hand and said like I don't want no tea I just want answers He's like, please be patient. It's not every day a young man comes and visits me. (laughs) (laughs) But she, uh, yeah, it goes over the entire story of like Batman and like uh, some of the stuff he did in Justice League that made him so much different than any of the other characters. Like he even said, he said to McGinnis, like, like you might not uh it's like you're not Batman's clone, you're his son. You might not have his uh you you might have a few th- you guys have a few things in common like you have his magnificent looks, but you don't ha- you don't have his magnificent brain. However, uh nobody probably cares more for his fellow man than you than Batman did until you came around. So giving him that credit that he actually cares about what he does. Because mm-hmm. she said that the she said the world needed another Batman after Batman retired. Yeah. Because she used to go to war against him. In the Justice League series, she got, she's in war with them the, through the entire thing. They have there's a YouTube video of them um, of their interactions about how they keep one upping each other. And even like 
uh, Amanda Waller even said something to him, like, you better be careful what you say, rich boy, knowing that. And he, he looked like so amazed. First of all, he didn't know who Amanda Waller was, which is very, uh, very weird because Batman knows everything. And this was one mm-hmm. thing he didn't know about Project Cadmus. He had no idea about this government because he knows everything. And this is the one thing he didn't know. So he did anything. He did everything. He researched the hell out of it. And he showed back up and pretty much like kind of one up her. Hmm. I think he showed up while she was, uh, I think she was in the shower. And uh, when she opened up the curtain, a Batman just handed her a towel. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's like, get dressed. We need to talk. It's like, can you let her finish? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's such an awkward way to do it. <laughs> it's like, like, do you have to, like, show up at the bathroom? <laughs> Come on now. But in typical Batman fashion. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty much. And I know I always talk about Justice League, which I feel like we need to do that show. But there's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an episode where um, Wonder Woman is turned into a pig and it's by a sorceress. And the entire episode, Batman is chased, going around town trying to find this pig because he doesn't want the rest of the league to find out because he doesn't want her to be embarrassed. Because he doesn't feel like it's that important. But um, so she, he inquired with like one other league member, some guy who can communicate with animals or something like that. But anyways, uh, he finally, he figures out that there's nothing I can really do to really stop this. So he goes to the sorceress that turned her into a pig and pretty much asked, what do I have to give up for you just to lift the spell? Like, he's just like, I'm not going to try to fight you. There's, this is no point to this. And she's she pretty much said, like, I want something from you, something when lost, you can never retain. And the next scene, he's in full Batman costume, standing on stage, singing the blues to a crowd. (laughs) Singing the song, Am I Blue? What? Yep. And he's got a. A great voice, obviously. And um, Zatanna's there. And uh, she says uh, she says something like uh, about the... Oh, okay, now I remember now. So the, so the I am blue thing, right? So Bat, this is your only reference. So did you notice? I know you didn't. When you're watching Mystery of the Batwoman. Okay, now fast forward to last week. When Bruce Wayne was sitting in the car, staking out Kathy Duquet, did you hear the song that was on the radio? No. It was Am I Blue. I noticed it right away. I was going to say something last week and I forgot. But it was the song I Am Blue, which is the same song he sang in the in Justice League series. And then he <laughs> said to... He said to Zatanna, because Zatanna even said to him, is there anything you can't do? And he's like, and then asked, like, how did you even know that song? He's like, I, he's like, years ago, I was on a stakeout. 
uh, that I heard that song. Uh, I heard that song for hours. That I, I was, it was easy for me to memorize it. Hmm. Referencing, I think that's what he's referencing, which is weird because that movie came out after that episode. Interesting. He wasn't really clear on what he was staking out or what he was doing, but he definitely was sta- yeah. doing a stake out in, mm-hmm. in Mystery of the Batwoman. So, yes. Yep. Huh. So there's your there's your one cookie or your one. What do they call it? Um, Easter, Easter egg. egg. Yeah, there's your one Easter egg. And I, I caught it. I caught it when I was watching Mystery of the Batwoman. Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, I've watched every episode of the animated series. I don't remember that song ever. And I went back and I rewatched all the episodes looking for that song. And then I heard it in Mystery of the Batwoman. I'm like, no effing way. (laughs) Hmm. And I highly doubt that they, they use, they decided to put that in Mystery of the Batwoman after they did that episode. There's no way that's, uh, that, they put that in there on purpose. I bet you that that ep- that movie was written before that episode, but they just didn't air like because they air around the same time. But nobody watched Mystery of the Batwoman, so why would you reference a movie that nobody was going to watch anyways? It's just one. I feel like it's probably just one of those internal like little like hey, just for those little few people that actually cared. Here's a reference to that other thing. Well, again, that is the excellent writing of Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. That's who, because that's who writes all this shit. And they mm-hmm. always are able to tie things together. And I, you know, I know they haven't really, they kind of do a movie here and there, but like, it seems like when those guys' names are attached to something, you get something really good. Yeah. Even something like this, this pub, this uh, Superman Batman movie we just reviewed, it, is it the best? Like one of the best DC movies? No, it's honestly it's pretty forgettable. But there is uh, a lot of cool things in it, and they took kind of something a really simple plot and made it entertaining to watch. Mystery of the mm-hmm. Batwoman's better than this. Yeah, easily better than this. Mask of the Phantasm, obviously better than this. Uh, this is probably, if we're if we're talking about like a ranking system, this is probably the worst movie we've reviewed so far, and that's not saying it's bad. It's just because it's it's kind of it's whatever. Um, it's still good and it's fun to watch and it's a uh, it, it's still something you can still find things in that are interesting, and it's mm-hmm. cool for what it was at the time. But considering we have many different movies now where Batman and Superman interact and they've done better jobs with it with other movies that this, this is actually pretty forgettable, but I will say that first encounter with Batman and Superman in this movie, that's exactly how a Batman V Superman movie should have went. That's how that first encounter should have went. Not whatever the hell they did. Mm -hmm. They had a conversation and they figured out neither one of them were bad guys. So they, you know, they had mutual respect for each other. All Superman and Batman had to do is have a conversation. You figure two intelligent human beings, and I use the term Superman for intelligence really loosely, 
but like two, <laughs> uh, intel- and he's not human. I get it. But two intelligent people, beans, I guess, because he's still technically a bean, right? He's just not a human bean? Yes. Okay. So two intelligent things could have uh, have a conversation and figure, oh, wait, I, you're not behind this. Neither are you. Well, who do you think is? Well, that Lex guy's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's probably him. <laughs> All yeah, Superman had Lex. to do is tell Super or tell Batman, "Hey, Lois Lane is being kid is being uh, captured right now. I need your help." I know that's what he was trying to do, and Batman wasn't listening. He was like, "Swear to me, swear to me!" While he's stabbing him with the with the kryptonite knife. No, that's what he should have done. But <laughs> mm-hmm. he wasn't saying "swear to me." That's a different movie. But the <laughs> yeah, but that's that. Yeah. Overall, and then what I know, think of it? Overall, yeah, it was all right. It was, it had a few good scenes in it, but it was, yeah, it was very average overall. Yeah, it was good, but it's forgettable. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wanted to review it was because this this was kind of a gateway movie into other good stuff to come later. Yeah. That because because this did so well, Justice League exists now today because of this episode that did well. Mm-hmm. So and then I know I know last week we said we are going to cover Beware the Batman this week as well. Yes. Which um, we've decided that there was enough with discussing this and next week we are going to be covering I believe you said four episodes of Beware the Batman. Yep, so the we first decided four episodes deserve, of Yes. We decided it deserves four, its own dedicated podcast rather than shoehorning right. it into the end of another podcast. So so next week Beware the Batman is what's happening. Yep, and for people who don't know, Beware the Batman was an animated show, I think, that came out in, like, 2011. Um, it was supposed to come off of the success off the Green Lantern animated show they had. Uh, this didn't do that well. Um, critically, critics were kind of mixed reviews on it. A lot of people hated the animation. I remember when it first aired, people were just calling it the worst Batman show ever. Um, we're going to review it because it's not the worst Batman show ever. It's actually really good. Um, the the difference is, like I said, you got to get past the animation, and once when you can and dive deep into the stories, it's good stuff. It's actually really good stuff. I think it's right on. I don't know if it's right on par with the animated series, but it's probably better than anything else that's come out since. Yeah, I'd say so. I really enjoyed it for the most part. It's a completely different take on Batman. They use an, It's a different universe. Uh, Alfred has the CIA background, so and he's a little younger. Um, and he can, he, can, uh, he can take care of himself. I like that he walks around with a shotgun, by the way. I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No Robin in this series. Though I think they planned on a Robin in season two, but they never had a season two. 
unfortunately. This only had one season. It got canceled. Again, unfortunate. All because... I, I remember when they did cancel it, I was so angry. Because people were so outraged by this show. They were hashtag canceled, canceled Batman, all that kind of crap. And I, I used to say... I'm like... My whole thing was like, the reason why Batman Brave and the Bold exists is because you stupid fucking people always trash anything that new that comes out that isn't like Batman the Animated Series. You have to get that out of your mindset. It's not Batman the Animated Series. It's not, it's not Paul Dini. It's not Alan Burnett. It's not Bruce Timm. It's a completely different animation team. And I think they did a, a damn good job with this show. So we're going to give it the justice it deserves. No one else has reviewed this show. I've looked. YouTube has, they don't have, there's not a guy, uh, nobody professional at least has reviewed this show. There's a couple people like like us that have done it, but not, I think we're better than them. Because <laughs> I think we have a format and we have an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, these other people are like, I like Batman's cape. Okay, so it's like some handicapped kid that's reviewing it. Great. But um, that sounded really bad. But that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. We just Hashtag lost our handicap audience. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tim A's not listening to it. <laughs> that was a joke. No, I, as far as I know, nobody big has reviewed this show. So, like, um, AVGN, um, Nostalgia Critic, um, any of, like, the bigger... Even the big comic book sites, like, um, oh, I forgot their names, but the guy who has, like, Captain Logan, who used to podcast everything Batman-related, and he skipped this show because I don't think he liked it. They did the first episode of it, and they didn't do another one after that. So we are going to be relatively the first podcast to review this show. How do you feel about that? Breaking ground. Revolutionary podcast. We might take some hits in the, we might take a little hit in the ratings for this because it's not well known. So most people probably haven't seen these, but or I th- we're going to spike because people are going to find this find when they're looking for things. So, yeah. Because I feel like I don't do this ever on where you can find things. So, um, and I know you could always Google things, but this show is on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, you can watch along with us with this show. Not Batcast. Beware the Batmans on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, I was confused by that. You cut me off and you sounded really confused. We are not on HBO Max. That'd be kind of amazing. How did you pull that off? (laughs) <laughs> what, what secret devil did you deal did you somehow our podcast is just on hbo like what <laughs> that would be awesome no um if you want to watch along with uh with us we're going to do the first four episodes and if you, and you have hbo max which a lot of people do have by the way um you can watch it on there as far as i know that's the only place that's streaming it um other than that i also bought it on the PlayStation Store. It was relatively cheap on there. So I own it on my PlayStation. Um, any other suggestions? Legal suggestions? I, I don't have answers to that. 
I'm sure you probably could find it on Amazon Prime, but you probably got to pay for it. Um, other than that, I don't think it exists anywhere else. It's a hard, it is a hard show to find. But if you have HBO Max, you're you're covered. Um, other than that, you could buy. Like I said, you could buy it. You can buy the DVD version if you want. But that that does exist. I've seen it at Walmart once. It was pretty interesting. I should have bought it when it was out. Damn it! Didn't think of that because I already owned it. But that would have been nice to have that collection because that's a that's going to be a rarity. Um, other than that, are you excited about this show? I know you watched the first two episodes already. Yeah, it's yes. That's actually that's actually that was the whole point of this. So, um, I I said we were going to review it, so I told Andrew to watch these episodes. I didn't rewatch them, so that's why that's the real reason why we're not re- re- reviewing it right now. But again, I wanted to get his take on it. And if he liked it enough, I wanted to, like, this would be the first episodic podcast show that we would review. Would be Beware of the Batman, because no one else has done it. And so if he didn't like it, then I was going to exit and we weren't going to do it. We are going to do something else. But he seemed, you seemed to kind of like it, so we're going to do it. Yes. And if if people have any suggestions of other things they want us to review, um, you can go on our Facebook page, Batcast. Um, you can post anything you want on there, honestly, because no one posts anything anyway. So it doesn't really matter. We'll see it. And uh, I was thinking of some other shows. Uh, I know you said you wanted to do Batman Beyond at some point. Mm-hmm. So that might be something we do after this. Possibly, or yeah, possibly. I don't know. Maybe we should do Justice League and just knock that out. I don't know. That's that's future decisions. I, we're not going to future decisions. On there, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is that's going to be. I would love to do that again. I love Justice League. This show is so freaking good. Stay um, tuned. Future time, future things are going to happen. Obviously, you can check check out the. Uh, <clears throat> podcast on spotify itunes stitcher anywhere you can find the podcast we are on it um and i think that's about it we have a new logo on the way at some point yes but i don't think anyone cares about that last week's <laughs> logo was probably the best logo we have maybe we'll just use that one and just write oh, backcast on it no, no, that see, see, an awkward picture of me as our new logo <laughs> is definitely a hard motivation for me to try to create a new logo, so that can go away. <laughs> One week I used a picture of me with a a, a cardboard Batman mask. Which Did honestly, you see the week I used that one applied more to this podcast than the random picture of me. <laughs> Well, it said I didn't have any, so I deleted most of the pictures on my phone. So when I was setting up the picture for um, for the for the podcast, because right now it's defaulted to two on two out, which is a po- a dead podcast at this point. Um, maybe it'll return in the summer. Or I don't know, but yeah, that podcast is at this point it's it's not coming back anytime soon, unfortunately. So. So right now, the only show on One Best Podcast is Backcast. So 
I was uh, looking at, I was going to upload a new logo and it said, do you want to take a picture? And I'm like, sure. And then you just happened to be sitting across from me when I was setting this up. And that's how that happened. Sometimes I just do what my phone does. When my phone you, does things, I just go along with it. Oh, that's that sounds terrifying, but okay. <laughs> Sometimes I I don't know. My phone just told me to order five hundred pizzas. I don't know. It just happened. Well, I do have times where my phone will random because you know how I have that. I don't know if I have like a smudge in my phone or something where. It just does. You've seen it do it, where it just yes, like you, you, it'll load you up have an a, app. You have a ghost in your machine, right? Well, there was one time I was just playing. You know, I'm online playing video games with my friends, and my someone knocks on my door. Well, apparently I DoorDash some food, and I did not DoorDash anything that day because my phone was sitting on the kitchen table. So I DoorDashed. B-dubs and ordered some like I didn't eat it because I don't I didn't like the wings or whatever it was like some type of like ghost pepper wing or something like that and like a large soda so my phone ordered all of that that is that's so that's bizarre terrifying that's terrifying yes so because I looked and I was charged for it. And I looked and sure enough, DoorDash was loaded up on the phone. So I moved DoorDash away from that app, from that spot in the phone where it always kind of focuses on. So that doesn't happen again. Just move all of your apps away from that smudge on the screen so nothing happens. I don't know if it's a smudge. I don't know if it's a ghost. I don't know if it's a virus. But yeah, like... It, it, yeah. But it does do that. It'll delete apps. It'll take pictures. <laughs> I watched it take three pictures of the table once. I was just sitting there watching it take pictures. Wow. It's so, so creepy. I don't know. Yeah, too bad, too bad Batman doesn't exist so he could solve, the, solve this mystery. The mystery of your phone. The mystery of the Bat Phone. That could be the name of bat the episode. Phone. The mystery... The ghost, how about the ghost in the machine? That should be the name of the episode. Ghost in the machine. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the villain will be the dude who killed Mr. Freeze. That dude. <laughs> He'll be the villain. And Batman will, like, research things. And he'll do some... He'll figure it out. And it'll right. be... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Anyways, this Anyways. is uh, Andrew Karachi alongside Andrew Quimby. And we will be back next week. Same bat time. Nah, I'm not going to say that. Bye. <laughs>